From the Saddle is brought to you by Hewitt Consulting and Communications, specialising in rural business and marketing design. Find them on Facebook and Instagram. From the Saddle. I just need to take five and just go away and recover. <laughs> Not even high pressure, I don't know the word to describe it. From the Saddle. Today I'm stepping in for Kay, and our guest is a well-known and respected Aboriginal stockman and pickup man, Alex Smith. To help share his story, we are also joined by Jeff Smith, Alex's nephew. How you going, Jeff? Good, good. Wonderful. Thanks for joining us. Okay, mate, do you want to um, share a bit about Alex for us, where he was born um, and raised and, and where the love of the horses all began? Yeah, he was. Uh, Alex was born, he's he saying, around Juni country. That's the property out uh, close to our uh, our traditional country, which is Baradabana. And... Uh, He's the youngest of Percy. Percy, he was the second youngest of all the boys. So I believe that Alec was one of 16 children, is that right? Exactly. Okay, so there was four boys and 12 girls? Yes, and mum and dad were, their mum and dad were Alec and Topsy Smith. So um, born and raised on the property? Yes. So what was, what was Alec's sort of upbringing as a childhood? What's he, what's he sort of remember and recall? What do you guys remember hearing him talk about? Uh, he only went to school, I think most of them only went to school till they were, this is the older one, till they were about, I think it was grade three I think they went to. So he could only sign his name. He couldn't write letters. I had to write letters for him when I was growing up and he'd want something done then I'd help him out because I had pretty good schooling myself. So he, he worked as a cattleman on the, on the station? Yes, he was, he was. Where was your first job, Bunch? Jellambar, wasn't it? Or yeah. 12 Mile, I think you said, eh? Yeah, 12 Mile, yeah. Yeah, he said 12 Mile. Well, I, I just couldn't find out where 12 Mile was, whether it was Jellambar, which was the big station, or Karura, where he worked most of his life. But he, was, he said he was eight or nine when they came and got him. Eight or nine. Would you believe that? Wow. So when they came and got him from home, is what you're saying, and then took him to the property to go and work? Yes, they, uh, they did it all through Pop, like old, old Pop. They said, uh, could Alec come out and work? Because they'd already got Clary, uh, Edgar, and then Alec was the third. So it was his turn to, because they, they wanted to get, uh, they knew that of the Smith boys, they were all good uh, workers. They were all good cattlemen. They were good with their horses, and they just knew that Alec would be all right as well. So they, that's why they came and got him, with permission, of course, from Pop and Nana. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So he did mustering, branding. It, like I believe back then, you know, no matter what age you were, you you worked like a man. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. So can you just share with us some of the things that Alec would do um, during his day as a stockman? Tell us what you did as a stockman, mate. Catching the horse and saddling, and saddling him up and get out and do some mustering. And that. What time did you leave, Dick? What time did you leave in the morning? Oh, we left the camp about 5 o'clock. Get back when? Oh, you're lucky if you see daylight. Yeah. 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 And what else did you do? Get them in the yard, brand them? Yeah. When for a start, we must have a week or two, and then went and got them in. When we got them in, we had a couple of days off, and we got into it again. And then some cattle could come up 
Oh, rock out. And that's come up from... Well, I can't think of the rock out. But ran in more there. And we had to go down there and ride down there. Tie our horses up, brand up, and let them go in the square. Get home by the that dark. Have a feed in the shower? Uh, no feed. <laughs> oh, we won't have a feed until oh, nine o'clock or something like that oh. before we get home. So I believe from speaking with you earlier that you mentioned that, you know, uh, an average day was 4 a.m. start, run the horses in, bareback on an old mare yeah, with yeah, nothing a but a halter. Thing. Yeah, yeah, because she didn't do a saddle yeah, or a bridle. Yeah, that's right, that's right. No, that's right, because it was easier. They left her in the yard overnight and they didn't have to catch her. They just had to go and grab and put a halter on her and jump on her. And they couldn't hold her back. She knew what she was doing. That was her job. And she'd find the horses and and run them back into the yard. Freezing cold, didn't matter. Mm. Yeah, unreal. Yeah, I'd done it myself. That's how I know. Oh, righto. Yep, yep. So working through the cattle station, how many people was Alec working with at a time? Well, at Karura that I know of, when I got there, there was two gangs. He had one, and he had about three or four guys with him, and then the other gang was the manager Jim McGee had, and he had about four with him. And I used to, because Karura in the old days was very big. It was square miles, mm-hmm. you know, square miles, big, 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 not just acres. And yeah. there was about four or five out properties. I think it went, if, if anyone has an idea of where Blackwater is, if you go in over the Mackenzie River, you'll get to Karura. And then if you go up to Comet, which is a fair way from Blackwater, then you get a Lurline, L-U-R-L-I-N-E, is another property, and that was all part of Karura. And in between, there was uh, Karangara, wasn't it, Bunch? Karangara? Yeah. Uh, what was the other ones? Karangara, Lurline, where the Dixons were. What was that? Mini Plains? No, Mini Plains, yeah. And Karura itself? Yeah. And Rock Hole? Yeah, you went back into Rock into Karura, can't say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. How long did did Alec work on the station for? Did you know was this? Did they this go on you know over a long period of time, or did he move on to another station or to another love of some sort? About sixteen, 16 years on on Karura. Sixteen years on Karura. Then you went to. Did you go to Jellinbar then, Dick? Yeah, I went to Jellinbar for I don't know there to fight. <laughs> This bloke got niggly with me. Murphy jerking off his doors, pulling me into that. And I said, then go on, you sort of cocky now, because him. He's your size, I think. You're only young fella, right? Yeah. And yeah, that bloke, he got off his doors, so I got Murphy. And oh, Murphy got to go, all right. He took my part, really took to him. Yeah, some of them used to pick on him, he said, because he was young. How young and was this he? this is the older, older stuff. How, how old were you then, Dig, in your 20s, just early 20s? Yeah, could have been 20. He might have been just 20, he said. Yeah, and how old were the old stockmen like? I'm guessing that's what you, you, who you're talking about. Yeah, they were uh, Yeah, they were in their 30s, and, they, and like you just said, they big-noted themselves a bit to the young ones that first came there. Yep, bit of alpha male territorial stuff going on. Yes, yes, yes. 
Yes, all that. All that yeah. stuff. Uh, you use the around there. Yeah. So that, that's, uh, that was part of growing up. Yep. So, Jeff, Alec then, you know, grew into the love of camp drafting and, and horses and rodeo and, and whatever else. What led him into that? Can you share that with us? Yeah. I'd say the, the camp drafting side of it was I think they practiced when they got the cattle in and they did a bit of camp drafting because old Jim McGee was full on with uh, camp drafting because he loved the radios. It was always Emerald Radio. They even went to Mount Isa Radio. That's how far away from, that's ages away, you know, Mount mm-hmm. Isa. It's ages away from everywhere. Mm-hmm. And they had the Bluff Radio. They had uh, Dingo Radio. They had Rocky Roundup in the old days. You mightn't have heard of that because you're only young, Caitlin, but, you know, uh, that's where they used to come in and compete in the open draft. And uh, yeah, Uncle Alec took me to to Emerald, and he said, oh, do you want to go and uh, uh, have a go at the camp draft? I was only 16, I think. And I said, no, no, I, no, uh, gammon. You know, like, I, I, I won't do any good there. And he said, no, no, use my horse. Glamour boy. Anyway, I, I went with him. I said, yeah, go on, then I'll come with you. So I won the draft, the junior draft, on my first go. And he said, you want to go and do dingo and that? I said, no, no, I'm happy with 100%. <laughs> so that was, but that was our uncle. He was, he was good like that, you know. Yeah, good. So that his horse, did you say, Glamour Boy? Glamour Boy was his, uh, he, was, he, he was a top horse, that fella. So how many horses did he have, did he use to compete? Yeah, Glamour Boy. Uh, what was that old grey horse in the photo with, uh, what was his name? Doctor. Doctor, that's right. Doctor was the grey horse. Now, that photo is in at the uh, Great Western Hotel. It's on the wall still, right this day. Yeah, him on, uh, he's, he's shouldering a bullock in the camp draft, probably Rocky Roundup, eh, Bunch? Uh, Rocky Roundup, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, so, so he had, uh, what other horses did you have? You had whiskey for picking up, that's all, eh? Yeah. Doctor. Doctor, Glamour Boy. Can you think of another one that you had? Yeah, I can't remember his name. No, he had a, quite a few, but he can mainly think of Glamour Boy and Doctor. Doctor was that grey horse. He was excellent. Yeah. So, um, rodeos, did he compete in rodeos or was he just known as the whole legendary pickup man? Did you ride bulls, bullocks or just horses, Bunch? No, I had to go to the bulls. Got busted? I had to go to busted. <laughs> <laughs> what did you What'd you give that away? I give that away as a bad job. <laughs> what about uh, bronc riding? Yeah, I give that away there. Yeah. And then you went and yeah, pick it up. Yeah, that's sorry. He had a couple of buses off the bullocks and a couple of bus off the bulls and a couple of buses off the bronx. He said, "Bugger that!" He said, "I'll go pick it up now." <laughs> Smart man. <laughs> I believe. Um, Alec was selected to pick up at the Calgary Stampede back in his youth. Can you share that with us? Yeah, I can uh, tell that. Yeah, Uncle, Uncle Percy was his uh, younger brother. Uh, Alec was uh, picked to go over to America, and they said, oh, you have to fly over. And anyway, uh, Percy got in his ear and said, hey, brother, because he was a joker of the family, Uncle Percy, hey, brother, you ought to watch out that big plane when you get up there. He says, if you fall in that water, that shark will get you. So anyway, uh, and he laughed. And our Uncle Alex said, well, I'm not bloody going over there if I'm going to be shark bait. So that was it. (laughs) 
<laughs> it was only a joke. It was only a joke. <laughs> Poor fella. He should have oh. gone over there, you know. He would have been, he would have done well. Because they, they do it differently over in America, and if they'd have shown the Aussie way, uh, they would have, you know, they would have really liked that. So 89 today, one of 16 kids. How many siblings does Alec have left to share this milestone with? Uh, we've got Aunt Amy, Auntie Nancy, Auntie Nancy. Who else, Bunch? Nancy, Amy, Flora's gone, Mona's gone. Oh, Joni, he's got three sisters left. Caitlin? Yeah, okay. So um, maybe share a bit about your, your family history, like where, where you guys are from and, and your story, perhaps. Yeah, we're from uh, where I came in uh, when they were all out. They used to come visiting on weekends. Uh, Uncle Alec, and even when I went out with Nana, sent me out on school holidays when I came. I used to go to North Rocky High and go home for a fortnight or even the Christmas holidays. She said, I'll send you out to Uncle Alec because I don't want you getting into trouble. Not that, you know, what would we do? We'd have a couple of bumpers and smoke, and that was about it. We couldn't get into much trouble. But anyway, I went out, and that's, that was good for me because I learned, learned life uh, in a harder way. But uh, today it's, it's, it's kept me in good stead for the rest of my life, and I'll pass it on to my kids. But, uh, but yeah, I went out, uh, and then we'd on the weekends when we'd come back to Nana, We'd uh, shoot a busted or a plain turkey. You've probably heard of them. Uh, he, uh, we'd get a porcupine or echidna, and we'd do some bully beef, which was just meat, uh, a big roast, put in salt. That's what we used to do when we cut up of a of a Monday morning at four o'clock in the morning. And we'd take that home to Nana. Nana would uh, skin the porcupine first, eat that first, and then she'd have the turkey after that, the busted or plain turkey, and then she would uh, eat the bully beef later on when that was all gone. So that was her preference. Yeah, right. Wow. So as a, as a child growing up around Alec and that, what, what are some of your vivid memories? Just, uh, he used to have these uh, Holden Utes. Hey, bun. Remember your Holden Utes? Yeah. yeah, he used to pick me up and take me, take me places. A couple of times I got in the car with a couple of young fellas one night and Nana got him out of bed and we weren't drinking or anything, just, you know, like young ones get up to something stupid. And uh, anyway, I went for this drive and old, old plugger, as we call him, old Uncle Alec, old plugger, he had to get out of bed and Nana got him out of bed and said, go and find Jeffrey. He's gone somewhere. Anyway, it was between Bluff and Blackwater. And he pulled us up and he dragged me out of the car and told me to get back into his car. And we went home and he, uh, he said, get to bed now and, uh, and look out in the morning when Nana gets you. <laughs> so that was about, that was sort of things that happened. But there were nicer things as well, Caitlin. See, there was times when he took me to the races. He got me into, he got me into having a bet on the horses. And that was in the old days. Because there was races, there was radios. There was all sorts of uh, things like outdoor stuff going on that we were a part of. And then at Bluff, Nanny used to compete in the uh, throwing the broom contest, uh, nailing the hammer into this big lump of wood, all sorts of things Nana was very good at. So, yeah, we, we were pretty, uh, pretty full on in everything we did. 
I remember, um, you know, growing up out that way, I remember the, the community sort of having a really strong um, connection to everything that happened within the community, whether it be the football or the race club or, or the school sports or Anzac Day, you know, everything. Yeah. And everyone was always a part of it. And it's it's really good to hear the stories that, you know, did happen, you know, before my time and, and that it was still happening during my time. And I think it's something that, you know, we, we have lost almost um, over the years. Yeah, he used to like coming and watching me play footy when you, you mentioned football there. Uh, I played for the Bluff uh, Rabbitohs, eh? Was it the Bluff, Bluff Rabbitohs, thing? Yeah. And he used to come and watch. And uh, my cousin played for one of the Blackwater teams, I think. Or Blackwater Devils, was it, Dick? Blackwater Devils? Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, he came and watched uh, cousin playing cousin. He loved it. He used to love that. Mm, good stuff. Um, Jeff, do you have anything else you sort of want to share with us today or, or anything that we, we probably should touch on? Probably uh, he's always, uh, he's had a few ladies in his life, but nothing, never got married. He hasn't got any children, but uh, he's lived a pretty full life, I would say. And he's 89 now today. And he's, uh, I think he's happy with uh, what he's done and, he probably, the only thing I might regret and he might was to go to America and show, show them how good a pickup man he was because he was pretty special. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. And um, wish Alec a happy birthday for us again and uh, we'll be in touch. All right. Thanks, mate. Eh? Thanks, Jeff. You take care, Caitlin. Thanks. Bye. From the Saddle is brought to you by Hewitt Consulting and Communications. Specialising in rural business and marketing design, find them on Facebook and Instagram.